Hey guys, it's your host, Johnny D. And this is your co-host, Brent. And we want to share some killer news with you guys. The Climb Show Music Business Podcast is now part of the American Songwriter Podcast Network. That's right. We're really excited to be part of this network along with some other amazing podcasts. So make sure you check out americansongwriter.com forward slash podcast or click the link in the episode notes to listen to some of the best shows in music. There's good stuff on there. There sure is. All right, Johnny, go ahead and do your thing. Welcome to the time. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. You're going to have to have a business going, a track record, a reputation, a verifiable line of evidence that your art has value and that you're an artist that's willing to work. And that's why we called it The Climb, creating leverage in the music business, C-L-I-M-B. Get it? Do you get it? I get it. Do you, do you get it? I get it. <laughs> That's a Baxter name from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter, who's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. And he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you can write like a pro, do business like a pro. And then on the regular, he's going to connect you with the pro so you can create relationships. You can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Yeah, it's complicated, but thankfully, Johnny's smart. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, no S, and there's no S because there is no other. Johnny D. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Man, I'm doing all right. I did not sleep well, but I'm on coffee. So we're going to make it work. (laughs) Well, that's good. Today, we're going to talk about how to monetize on Facebook. There's been a lot of changes that have happened, and this is all so, so good for indie artists that I can barely even sit still. I mean, there's a lot happening. You're going to want to sit through this whole episode and take some notes. Excellent. Make money, make money. That's right. Well, let's take care of a little business here for our friends over at Disc Makers. It's a digital world, but it's still an important role today to have physical media if you're an independent musician, to have T-shirts, to have hats, to have CD, vinyl. People buy this stuff at the show, even though they'll probably never listen to it. They just want you to sign it, and they're going to keep it as a souvenir. And with digital royalty payments so small, when you're selling products like those that I just discussed, it becomes an income generator that's super important to get you to the next town. Mm -hmm. That's right, because it takes about 3,000 streams to equal the same amount of money as you would get from selling one CD. And so, especially in this world where, you know, social distancing is going to be a thing for a while. And so even when venues open back up, even if people are raring to go, they're not going to let as many of them in to go see you as they could before, right? So that makes merch even more important because the cover at the doors, you know, you're not going to make as much because people aren't be coming in as much. So man, have something else to sell them. You're leaving money on the table when you don't have merch on the table. So thankfully, our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your disc and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even t-shirts. You can find them online at discmakers.com. That's D-I-S-C makers.com or give them a call at 800-468-9353. That's 800-468-9353. Yes, and join the Climb community on Facebook if you haven't done so already. We're always dumping in cool information, cool artist stuff, cool songwriter stuff. And, of course, I always think of songwriters as artists, too. Mm -hmm. But it's an active community. There's places for you to hook up and find co-writes if you're out of town or you don't have relationships. There's going to be information in there that I'm always sharing about different things that are happening in the industry. So it can be a nice little sort of aggregate press source for you to go and just keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening in the industry. And, you know, you ask a question there, you're going to get some answers and you're going to get some good answers from people who really care and want to share. So I like that. That's awesome. Yep. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you consume your podcast so you get all the episodes in a row and you can kind of cherry pick what sticks out to you. Make sure you leave a rating and review. We're trying to get to 200. So help us get to 200 ratings and reviews. 
and tell a friend about it. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Again, we're commanding this amount of time from you. Mm-hmm. And we hear over and over again from amateurs, from mid-level artists, and from pros and pro riders. Hey, I love this. Like, I listen to this all the time. I dig it. Well, tell somebody about it. Yeah. Let them know why you're spending this amount of time with us. We are grateful for that. Oh, yeah, we are. But if we tell them, we're going to sound like morons. But if you tell them, it's going to be much cooler, right? Exactly. So help us help you help them. That's right. And, you know, speaking of the climb community, I just want to share some wins. Every Wednesday we post the new heights segment on there. And so this is one from uh, just looking back at last week's at the time of this recording anyway. And some cool stuff here. Chris Scheller, I think, had a nice conversation with a booking agent, hopefully for the near future. Also had my EPK submitted to a smaller label. So that's cool. Good luck, Chris. Nice. Uh, Bonnie Lang. She's also a member of the Songwriting Pro community. So, hey, Bonnie. says, I write with a couple climbers every Wednesday, and we're going to be releasing a new single we co-wrote soon. And we met because of you. Oh, nice. Warm fuzzies. This is a climber-based single? Yes. So they write every Wednesday, a couple climbers, and they met. Thankfully, I guess through the climb community and everything. And yeah, love it. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that. I love that. Bonnie's an independent Texas artist and she's putting out singles and working it. Nice. Love it. Nice, nice, nice. All right. Well, let's get into this. So last, I think it was last Friday. No, it'll be a week ago Friday when this drops. But I basically did a breaking news, pick Johnny's brain where I didn't answer anybody's question. I just had to take this opportunity because it happened literally like Thursday before where the article came out that Facebook for a couple of years now has been threatening to transform into what they call a video first platform. Mm-hmm. And they've finally done it. They've pulled the trigger. If you haven't gone to your artist page on Facebook yet in the past couple of weeks, shame on you. Go right now. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> First of all, yeah. yeah, what the hell are you doing? Second of all, click on the video tab and you're going to be like, what? It looks totally different now. So I just want to talk about the basics of what happened and the monetization opportunities that this sets up and how you are going to have to make this work and why you need to do it right the F now. K-A-S-A-F-P. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because what a video first platform means is they are going to head-to-head combat against YouTube. Okay? That's picking a big fight. That's a huge thing. But if there's a company out there that has the reserves and the know-how and the cash to make it happen. It's Facebook. And the reach already in place. It's Facebook, right? Over 2 billion people yeah. are active users every day. So it's no different than YouTube in that regard. Mm -hmm. So before, when you would put a video up on Facebook, let's just talk about how the platform worked and how it was consumed. Even if you had a video that went viral, God bless you, on Facebook, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. It would eventually disappear down your feed. Right. Gets pushed down by the new stuff. Now, you can pin it to the top of your feed for a while, but after a while, you got to change it, Mm -hmm. you know, and then it's going to disappear. It also appears in your video section, your video tab. Mm-hmm. But depending on how much video content you're doing, at some point, it's going to disappear and be pushed down by the new stuff there as well. Yeah. So the result of that was always, it has its day in the sun, the video does, however long it's viral for and being shared for. And then it just goes away and it stops. It stops generating traffic, mm-hmm. okay, or interest. It stops being seen. But think about YouTube. When you go to YouTube... You can go there and look on Tim McGraw's YouTube channel and see every video he's ever put out. It's right there. It doesn't move down the feed. It's on a playlist in sequential order. And if you get turned on to an artist the first time and you're like, wow, and you go to YouTube and you go to check it out and you like it, what's right behind what you just looked at? The video that they previously put out. You can click on that Mm -hmm. and then so on and go down that rabbit hole, right? And so... Videos on YouTube continue to generate traffic and continue to accumulate views. And some viral videos even come back and become viral again Mm -hmm. later, you know, years later and stuff because of the way the platform is structured. So for the longest time in a very recent Facebook, I'm talking 2016, 2017, even 2018, Facebook did not have any deals made with the publishing companies. 
Mm-hmm. And so the publishing companies finally got sick of it and started to come down on them. And we're really just raising hell with Zuckerberg, as they should be, yeah. right? And saying, hey, you know, we're going to start taking this stuff down and we're going to start suing and we're going to start doing everything. You can't, I don't care who you are. Yeah. If this music is being performed, you got to pay somebody. Right. Yeah, if you remember, like, in 2017, 2018, there was a real dark time in Facebook where indie artists couldn't even put up their own stuff, their own content, because if it was musical, Facebook just took it down. And they're like, prove to us that it's your song. And the reason they did that was they didn't have the back end that YouTube has to connect and get the writers paid and the artists paid for the performance, which happens on digital if it's a cover song or whatever. So they aired on the side of caution. Until we make these deals happen, we're not going to let anybody do anything. And then all of a sudden, it was around January 2019, the light shone down from heaven, and all of a sudden we could do music videos again and put stuff out on Facebook without getting popped. And that was really cool. Well, that was all the railroad track that they were laying down to do what just happened last week. Mm-hmm. So now your Facebook video section is going to look a lot like YouTube. Mm -hmm. How much like YouTube? Well, if you're familiar with YouTube and you've been spending any time there uploading content like you should be, you know there's a creator studio button and there's there's a lot of different ways that you can go in and edit videos and upload them and name them and change the thumbnails and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, Facebook's just straight up ripped off creator studio (laughs) that's what they're calling their thing you know they're not mincing words here right we are in direct competition yeah so why are they doing that because they realize that they have a valid awesome platform and there's a lot of money that's in the music world that's being left on the table here by facebook so i actually read going down this rabbit hole to research this show I read an article in 2017, it was January of 2017, that stated at that point, and let me preface this by saying, when the record industry was at its peak, right, in the 80s and the 90s, when everybody was making money hand over fist in the record industry, it was a $75 billion industry. Not bad. That's the amount of revenue that was created just in the record industry, the global record industry, $75 billion a year. Mm-hmm. So in 2017, January, Facebook had 1.79 billion active users, which at that time was 15 times larger than Spotify. Let that sink in. Yeah. That does not include the 600 million users that were using Instagram Mm -hmm. at the time, which is owned by Facebook. And they said if 30% of Facebook's core audience paid $5 a month for music, like as a streaming service... Mm -hmm. That would generate $32 billion a year. Half of the record industry's best grossing years with just 30% of their active users paying a fee for that, right? Yeah. But in 2017, it's different now, but in 2017, that $32 billion per year at that time was more than double the current annual revenue of the entire global recorded music industry. That's how much we sank. Oh, gosh, down. that's depressing. We were down like $14 billion. Let me take another drink and wish it were more than just coffee. <laughs> so remember that episode we had where we were talking about you're a media company, Brent? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that thought now? Um, <laughs> it was 100% true then, so now it's like 150% true now, if that's possible. Oh, my gosh. Guys, you need to be putting out content You're a media company. Mm -hmm. You need to start thinking like a media company. Media companies got to have content. They got to have decent video and they got to have decent audio. And it's not that expensive to make it happen, but you still have to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or you're going to lose. There's TV channels you just don't watch, like cable access versus. You know, Netflix or NBC, mm-hmm. right? Or CBS. Cable access always blows, right? Nobody watches cable access because it looks cheesy. The production value is cheesy. The audio is terrible. Everything sucks. And you know it, even if you're not savvy to the production world of television, okay? You know if it looks good or not. Right. So what does this mean for you guys? So first of all, let me make this point. You know, if creating content for you on your social media channels has been a pain in the ass, well, get over it. (laughs) Yes. 
Get over it. Nobody likes to wipe their own butt after they take a crap, but you've got to do it. There's no alternative. The outcome, if you don't do that, is intolerable. Yes. And the industry has moved to the place where it is intolerable for you not to be putting out not only video content, but consistent video content. Mm -hmm. Consistent all the freaking time. Okay? At least once a week. You know, the music business has never been convenient. Never been convenient. So think about 1950s, early 60s or whatever, when like young Johnny Cash and Jerry Lee Lewis and Elvis, they're turning around with the bass strapped up on top of the car and they're heading down these dusty dirt roads to get to the next barn dance. And it's 100 degrees in South Alabama and they're going down a dirt road with the windows down eating road dirt because they have no AC in the car trying to get to the next show. That's not convenient. That's right. You tell what, you can get to the next gig a whole lot easier. That's right. But you have to do some video stuff. So, you know, yeah. eh, never been convenient. Yeah, so the inconvenience shifted now. You got AC. You're welcome. You're welcome. You know? <laughs> exactly. You can take planes, cars, you know, pavement, yeah. air conditioning, but you might have to put a camera in your face. Suck it up. Yeah. And you're going to have to do the work. And you know what? If you're not sure like what kind of content you should post or you're not sure what your stylistic, artistic fingerprint is when it comes to video content, here's the secret. Start posting content mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And then you know what? You're going to start to be like, oh, I don't like that. Yeah. I like this. Oh, this worked. People really reacted well to this. This felt good and people liked it. Oh, that's it. You're going to find your way. Like way back when we did an episode about becoming an artist and doing the work and we all start out mimicking, right? Uh-huh. We're trying to be like somebody else. Yeah. But then at some point when you do enough work, you put yourself inside of it and it becomes unique to you. But that is a passage that only happens through the work. It's not going to come to you. You're not going to dream it up. You're not going to think about it and then do it. The only way that you're going to come up with the ideas that are going to make you the original artist or songwriter that you are is through a whole boatload of work, Mm -hmm. of copying other stuff and trying other stuff. Because I think content creation is the same artistic journey, Brent, as a songwriter craft journey or an artist journey. For sure. Where the first thing you're doing is you're trying to emulate, like, I just freaking love David Lee Roth, you know? So I'm trying to emulate David Lee Roth. Well, I got pretty good at that. Mm -hmm. And then I got bored. (laughs) Now what am I going to do? You know, like I can't be David Lee Roth. We got one and he's pretty loud. So I got to do something different. But I got the confidence and scratched the itch that I needed to get the confidence by mimicking first and then moving forward. Mm -hmm. So you've got to start making this happen because here's what's going on right now. If you're playing catch up right now and you're not putting out regular, consistent video content, you're already behind. Yeah. Okay. And here's another thing that just happened last freaking week where the people who are on the ball are going to capitalize more than the people who aren't. Yeah. Right. Because now you got to go think about, Oh gosh, Johnny told me a month ago, I need to get a camera and I got to get, you know, I got to do this and that and figure all this out instead of that guitar. That mm. I was going to buy instead of those new thousand dollars worth of plugins for my studio. I need to be a media company. Well, now you've got to go back to that and think about all that. But here's what's happening. If you're Facebook, if you're Mark Zuckerberg, Brent, mm-hmm. and you're going to make this big change, you're going to want to try to take some of that traffic away from YouTube, right? Oh, yeah. It was competition. We're going to go take it. Yeah. What are some of the ways... That you're going to do that. I'll ask a more specific question. You're Mark Zuckerberg. You want people to be really happy with your new video platform, Mm -hmm. which looks amazing, by the way. So what's one of the things you're going to do right off the bat, like in terms of reach? Yeah, well, to make people happy. I have huge reach because, you know, I'm Facebook. So a ton of people are on my platform. I'm going to make sure that they're seeing those videos. I'm going to make sure that those have priority in the feed so people see more of this video stuff. It's going to make the creators happy because they're getting like, wow, this stuff is blowing up, right? I'm going to give extra love to people using the video platform I want them to use. I want them to get that rush so they keep coming back and see results because a lot of musicians, you know, we've talked about this before. I tried it for a week or two, didn't really get a ton of results. I'm, I'm kind of moving on to something else. Yeah. He wants to give them that sugar right up front and go, oh, let's come back to that's this. That's right. You're going to sweeten the pie. So the organic reach now is going to be jacked up. 
okay, for a little while, not for long, for a little while, while he gets people over. Now, I can tell you that when you go to your video section and you click on the Creator Studio, it's going to look a lot like YouTube looks on the back-end dashboard of your YouTube channel. Oh, good, because I'm used to that. That's right. Really user-friendly. And one of the buttons on there is monetization. Ooh, I like that. You can monetize on Facebook now. Hello. You could before, but now I'm going to ask you the same question again, but under a different umbrella. So if you're Mark Zuckerberg and you want people to ditch YouTube essentially and come over to Facebook mm. and put your video content there. So for the creators, yeah. Yeah, the creators. What's another way you're going to incentivize them to come over to your platform? I'm going to pay better than YouTube. Hello. Yeah. Now we have freaking competition, you guys. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now we have competition for the first time in social media world. We actually have an entity that's big enough to compete with YouTube and make the market move. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now for them to continue to do that, if I want all Tim McGraw's traffic to come to Facebook as opposed to YouTube, when you're an entity as big as Tim McGraw, like how much more money is that going to be? Significant. I mean, small increases in pay Woo. on a, that many streams, that many plays, it's going to add up. Right. And it's going to be the difference for us indie artists between making a living and not making a living. Mm -hmm. And so he's going to make this big move. So this is what's going on right now. Because I just had this conversation with Randy Barber, my business associate, yesterday about an artist that we're going to work together on. And then last night, he sends me something that's also very interesting that I'll share with you guys, because this is the free market at work. Okay. And what does he send me? A digital music news article is Spotify launching a music video expansion. Ooh. Maybe there's going to be a third player that's going to come in. And now we're all competing for what? Traffic and how important is your traffic indie artist? Listen, if you think that you don't have a voice because you're an indie artist, this is where you're wrong. I'm going to bring you back to a statistic we've mentioned a few times on this podcast. But in 2018, the Spotify streams in the United States increased by 46% or 47%, one of those two. Mm -hmm. But none of the increase happened with the top 500 streamed songs. Mm -hmm. So if you think about Christmas is always two weeks out of the year, they're playing Christmas songs. So the charts for decades have only been 50 week charts right. and 500 songs. That's your top 10 every week. Is it not? Mm -hmm. So if those songs didn't get any more streams in 2018 than they did in 2017, the top 500 stream songs, and there's a 46% increase in streams overall in the United States on Spotify, whose music were they streaming? The indie artists? Yours. <laughs> right. Yours. If you're listening to this podcast, it was yours. Collectively. You know, how big of a voice is that that you have now? So Mark Zuckerberg, he wants you too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got to get in there. So let's just talk about some monetization. So with the creator studio here, I told you about the button is similar on Facebook as in YouTube. You also have playlists that you can create, right? So if you go to a major label artists, YouTube channel, you'll see. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. They've got all their music videos there, but then they have another playlist for live videos. And like Tim McGraw's got backstage stuff. He's always back there with John Prestia and the band. They're doing like little songs backstage before they go on. And they were recording those and putting those out as content. That's there. And guess what? Monetizing. Hello. Mm -hmm. So let's just go at 30,000 feet for monetization. Here's the deal, guys. I can't restate this enough. It's all about the traffic. He or she who owns the traffic makes the rules. Yeah. If you own the traffic, you get paid. What do I mean by that? Well, let's say that just out of dumb luck, you're an artist that has done nothing on your Facebook channel. Or I'm sorry, on your YouTube channel. And because of some weird thing that happened, dumb luck, you get this viral video, right? And it goes to 5 million views. God bless you. Yeah. Okay. Well, if it's a cover song... Your take on that, like the amount of money that you would make on 5 million views, would be somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 15,000 bucks. Okay. Okay. So you get about two to 3,000 per million. That's on a YouTube channel with zero traffic. Mm -hmm. But when you start building up your subscribership mm -hmm. and you, know, you get 100,000, 200, 300, 400, 500,000 subscribers, a million subscribers. Mm -hmm. You have a guaranteed amount of traffic now. You have guaranteed amount of traffic mm -hmm. that makes your channel much more valuable. So you can take, knowing that you're going to have a steady stream of videos that are going to have you know, millions of views, a million or two million views or more, now you can go back and negotiate because you've got leverage, yeah. right? Creating leverage in the music business, creating leverage on the YouTube channel. When you can make branding decisions, you know, collaborations with certain brands, you can choose what's going to be on your channel and you can monetize that up to 30 to 50 grand per million as opposed to two to $3,000 per million views. That's a big difference. There's a big difference, right? Yeah. And so it's all about getting that captured audience. And how do you get the captured audience? You got to tell them to subscribe mm -hmm. and you got to put out regular content. The album cycle is over. It's O-V-E-R for the love of all that is holy. If you're making 12 song CDs and then releasing two singles on your YouTube channel and making videos for those over the course of a year, you're screwing up. Mm-hmm. You're screwing up. It's not the way it's being done. You have to do what the Chainsmokers did. This is a group that got signed to a major label and defied the major label and pissed them off saying, we got a 12-song record. We're going to release every single song off this record one month at a time. Yeah. Now, how do you think the radio promo department felt about that at the major label? They're like, no, you're not. And they're like, yes, we are. You can't work a single for just a month. Yeah. Your normal single is going to last three to six months. And they don't want anybody to be able to get it to anywhere else except for the radio, because that's not helping radio mm -hmm. with their traffic. Yeah. Right. But they don't care. They understand we're a digital entity and we have to release every month. Why? To be consistent. Mm -hmm. OK, so this is how you're going to get those numbers up. Let's talk about some different ways that you can make money on Facebook because I'm about to blow your mind. All right. If you haven't gone down this rabbit hole yet, it is fascinating. There's a number of different ways that you can make this happen. Some of the ones I'm going to touch on, but you have to be eligible just like on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you've heard of Patreon. Yeah, right, Brian? Mm -hmm. sure have. Explain Patreon in layman's terms. In layman's terms, because that's all I have. Basically, it's a site that connects artists with fans who are like patrons, right? Patron of the art, 
funded artist yeah. back in the day. Basically, you can set up levels. There's all kinds of stuff you can do, but basically it's crowdfunding and people funding you like a monthly, almost like a subscription, and you get so much stuff, or maybe as, as they put content out, you pay for that. So it's it's a setup to get payments from fans directly. It's exactly like a subscription. So they're different than another crowdfunding site where you try to get some money for your project or whatever. Yeah, like Kickstarter is like, hey, let's get it up front. If it's funded, boom, this thing comes out. Patreon is like an ongoing patronizing the art in a good way. There's these two black guys from Las Vegas that I subscribe to, okay? okay? And they just react to music, Mm. okay? They're hip-hop aficionados, and so they go deep, deep, deep on that because that's their jam, right? That's what they love. And they're just hysterical together, and they're like these really good guys, and they sort of talk back and forth. And my subscription to them is $1 a month Mm -hmm. I pay. It comes out of my PayPal account. But... I love these guys. Like, my brother-in-law turned me on to them because they did a, um, a hairband marathon. Yeah. <laughs> so you got these two black guys. They've never heard rat before, round and round. And they're just jamming. Is there, like, an age gap there? Yeah. And you know what? Like, I mean, if you put a gun to my head, I can name, like, the most famous rappers. But I don't listen to rap. That's not my jam. So when you get into the genres and the subgenres and stuff, I couldn't tell you yeah. what that is. Or, I mean, I know rock and roll and hair metal bands and stuff. But when it gets into, like, death metal and dark metal and metal core and all these different sub. Yeah. genres and metal like I couldn't speak intelligently on that either I'm ignorant about yeah. that and they tell it like it is like it's so funny because they don't know how to describe what they're hearing <laughs> and so they're trying to describe it but they're talking about like how heavy the guitars sound yeah. right and so they're listening to rat and they're freaking out on round and round you're like man that's so cool and they love the orchestrated guitar solo and round and round and they hated George Lynch they picked the wrong song for Dawkins, which broke my heart but uh-huh. this one with George was just like shredding for the sake of shredding yeah. and they were turned off by that and they'll just tell the truth you know and so it's just funny to just watch them react to stuff that they haven't heard before and they try to get into the lyrics and I don't know why it's fascinating for me it's like a 20 minute thing and I'm in if I know the song yeah yeah. like I want to do it it's like one dollar a month but dude they have like a million subscribers on YouTube and I don't know what their Patreon following is, but these boys are getting paid yeah. to do this. Like, they know exactly what they're doing. So guess what? Facebook has fan subscriptions. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Also, you know, how much have we been browbeating you over the last four years to get your social media game in order? Mm-hmm. Well, for those of you who didn't want to listen or were lazy or don't want to accept the fact that this is going to happen, you think you're going to break on radio or you think somebody's just going to come in and make you famous, this is going to hurt. This is going to hurt a lot. Mm -hmm. So you might want to turn it off right now. You might just want to stop (laughs) listening. In order for you to monetize, to meet the criteria for monetization on fan subscriptions, you need to have 10,000 followers on your Facebook page. Mm -hmm. You need to have a certain level of engagement. In the last 60 days... You need 50,000 post engagements, Mm -hmm. which isn't difficult to do if you're posting regular content. Yeah. Okay. And you need to have a healthy amount of video content because in the last 60 days, you need 180,000 minutes of video consumption across all of your videos Mm -hmm. total, a cumulative amount of 180,000 minutes. So you see why consistency matters? Like, why are they putting these metrics in there? Because they know that when you're putting good content out and you're doing it consistently, it's making people pay attention. Yeah. And you're going to create loyal fans, right? Yeah. So this is why this is hugely important. Then you can go and you can create subscriptions and you get paid on these subscriptions. Now let's talk about how you get paid. So Facebook will pay it out once a month. There has to be a minimum balance of $100. Okay, so in the beginning when you start this, if you don't have $100 worth of revenue to be paid out, then it's just going to roll over into the next month and you'll get paid as soon as you reach $100. Mm -hmm. This is kind of cool the way Facebook structured this, but the creators get 70% of the gross that's taken in, Mm -hmm. you know, minus... Taxes and fees, whatever's in there, okay? But you get 70% of the gross, and Facebook's going to take 
30%. But if that revenue comes in through an app platform like iOS or through the app platform on Google Android, and sometimes those app platforms will take 30% of revenue that's created, or they'll take maybe less than 30%. Facebook says if the app platform takes 30%, they're not going to take anything. Hmm. So they're not going to double dip on you, and they're not going to even dip in after Android, which they don't own. Yeah. Right? Hmm. They don't own Apple either. They're not going to double dip behind somebody else that took it. And if it's the less amount, let's say it's like 15% that your app platform is taking, then Facebook will only take 15%. What they're saying is you're always going to make 70%. Yeah. No matter what. I love that about it. What are some other ways? that you can monetize. Real quick about subscriptions, like the guys that dive into music and stuff. And you mentioned they have like a million subscribers on YouTube. So they're on YouTube. You can just subscribe for free on YouTube. Yeah. And speaking to this Facebook stuff, why would somebody subscribe for stuff that they can already access for free? So here's the thing. Do they put stuff up on Facebook? It's called Lost in Vegas. Do they put a lot of content up on YouTube, on their YouTube channel? Absolutely Uh they do. But is it all the content? No. Why did I subscribe to Patreon? Because all the hairband stuff that I wanted to watch, Mm -hmm. there's only a couple that were on Facebook. That's the top of the funnel. That's the 10 cent apples, Mm -hmm. right? And then they're like, if you want to see more, you got to come to Patreon to get access to it. And so... We go, and that's what I did. Yeah. You know, so I, I wanted to watch them all. I want to see what they had about that. And they did, like, Led Zeppelin, and they do, like, you know, I love it. It's worth a buck. Yeah. It's less than a bag of Cheetos one month. I get to go see those guys whenever I want, and they're entertaining, and they're bright, and they make me laugh. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> all the things I want. So for creators, and this is different than, like, a watch party on Facebook. So I want to make sure that you guys understand that. So the platform surface of watch is it's all about the kind of live thing. It's authentic and it's more episodic and it's about requiring time and attention to grow. But when they up level to the videos, Facebook is going to value and prioritize videos that tell a story, right? So it's not on the short viral content, but the content that has more to say Mm -hmm. and the more that keeps fans coming back For more, they're trying to help build communities here, and they're trying to teach you how to make better videos, essentially, right? So the goal is return viewership. Again, consistency matters, Mm -hmm. okay? You can't have return viewership if you do one video a year. Right. I mean, when we were working with Bailey James, I had built up her channel. Well, Bailey and I had built up her channel doing the work that we had to do completely organically with no promotion whatsoever. And we built that up to, I think it was almost like 450,000 views on her channel completely organically. And we had built it up doing weekly videos to where she was getting... I don't even know what the average was, but the minimum was, like, no matter what the video she did was, whatever cover she did, mm-hmm. it would get at least five or 6,000 views, guaranteed. Yeah. And the good ones, the decent ones, would get, like, twelve to 15,000 views. We're pretty happy with that, right? It was almost like at five or 6,000 views, it didn't do well, mm-hmm. right? But that's, like, the minimum. And then we had a couple handfuls that did more than, like, 15,000 to 25,000 views in there, and then a couple real biggies. Yeah. But then... Her first single drops, and she stops doing it. <laughs> yeah. Two years later, they come back to put out new videos, and guess what? 200 views, mm-hmm. 100 views. They lost their audience, so consistency is real. It's like made the mistake of working it like the new music business, which is great, built all that up, and then as soon as you drop a single, start treating it like the old music business. Exactly. Oops. Now, the other thing that you can do here is they actually have a brand collabs manager in here Mm -hmm. so that you can, as you build up the audience and you have enough people following you and you're getting enough engagement, then you can start working and monetizing through brand collaborations. Okay. Now, this is where, listen, when you have the traffic, everything's negotiable. Mm Mm-hmm. When you have the traffic, everything is negotiable. The good thing is with brand collaborations, you need a minimum of a thousand followers to meet that criteria. Your engagement, you need at least 15,000 post engagements, one five, 15,000 post engagements in the last 60 days. Mm-hmm. But back to the video content, you need 180,000 minutes in the last 60 days across your whole channel. Okay. So you remember, Brent, when we added the pullout sections to our podcast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, this is something that we wanted to do artistically, that you and I had that scratch that we needed to itch. Yeah, so we're talking about the song title challenges, the Friday episodes, the mini-sodes. 
Yeah, yeah. This is the little mini-sodes that happen on Friday. So song title challenge and pick Johnny's brain. Well, the other benefit of us creating more content was that we're going to have more downloads. Right. Because now every subscriber, instead of getting one download a week, they get two. Yeah. So, guys, you're not going to get 180,000 minutes viewed of content if you've got five videos up. Right. You got to get to work. You're going to have to get to work and make some stuff happen. Then the last piece of the monetization with the brand collaboration is you need to have at least 30,000 one-minute views on your videos that are at least three minutes long. You need to have at least 30,000 one-minute views in the last 60 days. Okay, And Mm -hmm. all this you can read on your Facebook page. It's right there. It says, click on this link to learn more. And I didn't even go into the in-stream ads. Let's just touch on that real quick. So Mm -hmm. in-stream ads are going to be, when you got content, you got regular traffic coming. There's other brands that are going to put just normal ads in there. Mm -hmm. This is going to be different than a brand collaboration, yeah. right? But you got to have 10,000 followers for that. And you got to have at least 30,000 one minute views in the last 60 days on videos that are three minutes or longer. Mm-hmm. So if you're an artist, man, where do you start? Start doing cover songs. Gosh, mm-hmm. I'm sick of saying that. But <laughs> right. Start doing mashups. My last episode, we talked about the blueprint of a mashup. This is the stuff you want to do. Guys, it's changing now. And I'm telling you what, this is the beginning of us as writers, of us as indie artists, really being able to make a living doing this, like reasonably being able to make a living doing this. Mm -hmm. Put this into perspective. I was talking about this with an artist yesterday, but in the heyday of the music industry, We had, what, seven, eight, nine major labels. Each of those major labels had 500 artists apiece signed to their labels. And only 5% of the artists on each label made any money. Mm -hmm. So 25 artists made money. 475 artists lost money. But the 25 artists made so much money, they paid for everybody else. But you didn't get on a major label because you sucked. Right. All this talent, why is that a fact? And we've talked about this before, because radio was mathematically restrictive. Yeah. They're only playing 12 songs an hour on the radio, and that was the only way that you could really hear new music, because we didn't have streaming, we didn't have YouTube, and we didn't have Facebook. So the only way you're going to hear new music was on the radio. There's only 12 songs an hour. There's rotational format programming. Let's just do the math on this real quick, mm-hmm. okay? Because I'm just trying to illustrate for you the difference between your opportunity now versus your opportunity then, okay? So 12 songs an hour times 24 hours times seven days is 2,016 spins a week per radio station. Mm -hmm. And a song in heavy rotation gets 70 spins a week. Yeah. So if you got 20 songs in heavy rotation, that's 1,400 spins a week right there. Mm -hmm. Like out of 2,016. Yeah. That's 60% of the bandwidth of availability. And then medium rotation is 40 spins a week. Light rotation is 15 spins a week. Mm -hmm. So heavy rotation is the new Luke Bryan hit. Yeah, for sure. And light rotation is the first Luke Bryan hit. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, country girl shake it for me. Yeah, the recurrence, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. So why is it that this was okay. Well, the only way for 99.9% of artists in all genres to reach a new fan, to get their art in front of new eyeballs was on the radio. How many songs a week are they spinning on radio then? I mean, maybe 30, yeah, something 40 like that. Yeah. songs a week. And how many rock artists are there? Mm-hmm. How many country artists are there competing for that little amount of space? So that's why the other artists didn't make any money, because they failed to be able to get in front of an audience. Not It wasn't their fault. That's just politics, I think. Yeah. That's the gods of the music industry and the labels in a terrestrial radio deciding if they're going to touch you with their golden finger and make you the next superstar or not. But now... You know, we've talked about you don't need permission. What kind of reach can you get? So we're doing ads. I know we're running a little long Mm -hmm. here, but this is so exciting. I can't (laughs) even help myself. 
But one of the directives we had with the Nash Villains was to build up their YouTube channel because it was a brand new brand name just a year ago, mm-hmm. right? This is an artist that's all pros. These guys are solid seasoned professionals. They know exactly what they're doing. But the Nash Villains, quote unquote, was a brand new brand name. Yeah. And they didn't have anything on their YouTube channel, but they needed to build that up so they look better for the industry. Mm-hmm. So we went to work on that this spring. Okay. It was like maybe three, four months ago, but we built up their channel over three months. And I think their ad spend was around 2000 bucks a month. We built up their channel to, it's got to be right around a hundred thousand video views right now on YouTube mm-hmm. and a thousand, maybe a thousand sixty subscribers. Okay. And that took three months of time, took a little bit of money, right? The way that we drove traffic to YouTube was through Facebook ads and Instagram ads. Okay. So it makes it more expensive per view because you've got to get people off one platform and get them onto another. Mm-hmm. But now, by the way, they still haven't released their record. They've got a really great thing going with the Orchard now and Sony, and it's all going to be great. But that took time to put together. So it's just cover songs that are on there. 100,000 streams, 1,000 subscribers. Mm -hmm. Okay. And to give you an idea, a few days ago, it's been about five days, we launched a new song and video for Lala Deaton, who's an artist that I'm working with. And just to give you an idea of what difference this is. Now, keep in mind, again, we've been telling you ads costs are very, very low right now because of the COVID thing, right? It's just supply and demand, right, yeah. okay? So for Lala's video, and Deaton, it's Lala Deaton, D-A-T-O-N. We'll put the link to her Facebook page uh, on the show notes. But she has spent, to date, 153 bucks in ad buys. Okay. in ad buys, okay? So each platform, Facebook's one platform, Instagram's another platform. Each platform has different, what they call surfaces. You know what the surfaces are. You just haven't ever heard them be referred to as surfaces. Yeah. Yeah, so your Facebook feed is one surface. Facebook stories is another surface. Instagram feed is one surface. Instagram stories is another surface, okay? So across all the surfaces, she's just... 30 shy of 271,000 video views. 271,000. 270,000. Did that in freaking four and a half days. And she spent how much money? For 154 bucks. (laughs) $153. Okay. Okay. 1,830 people have seen the video 100% of the way through. Mm -hmm. So let's just do the math on that. If I take 150. $3.02, 153.02, and I divide that by 1,892 views. She's paying $0.08 for a 100% video view. Yeah. Or somebody's watching it all the way through. Okay? I mean, these are astonishing numbers. Now, keep in mind, they're not just consumption numbers. These are also accounts, right? Mm -hmm. So that's 1,830 people that I know know about my artist Lala Deaton because they gave us three and a half minutes of their time. Yeah. Amazing. Right? So I can retarget them for the next video. Oh, you sure can. Okay. Video plays at 75%, 2,200 people already. 50%, over 3,000 people. Mm -hmm. That's astounding. Now, here's what's really crazy. Engagement. Brent, this is going to blow your mind. (laughs) 480 people reacted to the post already. Wow. 41 people saved the video to their Facebook feed. Nice. 104 people shared it. That's free exposure Mm -hmm. right there. And what's really crazy is just for giggles, because this is a campaign for exposure. It wasn't a campaign to like drive traffic to buy something because they don't know who she is. Yeah. You know, so I'm not foolish enough to know that, hey, they're just going to go get a download. But I put a download link on there for giggles. We haven't gotten a lot of downloads, but in order to get the download link, where do you think I put the download link? It's on our website. Yeah. On Banzoogle. Okay. So 841 people click through to her website to go see what else is going on there. Mm-hmm. See who she is. See what other kind of music she has out there. Dude, once again, $153 so far. 
My budget for this campaign is 500 bucks. Can you imagine what kind of damage I'm going to do for 500? Guys, because it's on the platform now, if I can get 841 people to click through and go to her website, Mm -hmm. can you imagine how inexpensive it's going to be if you've got multiple music videos as an artist on your brand new video page that never disappears on Facebook and you're driving people from a Facebook or Instagram ad to your Facebook video thing Mm -hmm. where they can go down the rabbit hole and learn about you as an artist? I mean, it's game changer. This is like porn. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, my nipples are hard. Is that wrong? Is that wrong? Uh, that, that, well, it's, it's, it's you. It's not wrong for your line of work. <laughs> so, guys, I mean, there it is. This is really huge news. I'm so happy to have shared this with you. This is going to be a game changer. We're going to be paid more money because now, final thought is that when you have the traffic, what you're seeing play out, what I've told you was going to play out is playing out. More and more players are coming into the marketplace and they're going to try to woo the traffic to their platform. Mm-hmm. How are they going to do it? Better organic reach mm-hmm. and more money. So pretty soon over time, you're going to see the pay per stream and on your video on the DSPs like Spotify and Amazon and Apple and the pay for video streams and video views is going to ever increase and keep increasing and keep increasing. Why? Because we have the power. We're the artists. We have the power. We have the traffic. And we don't need anybody's permission anymore. So the golden god gatekeepers of the music industry are no longer. Mm -hmm. They're no longer. So now you just have to come in and really be serious about this. Get your head out of your butt. Get to work, start creating, and the money is right there. They're making this so easy for you, I can't even believe it, right? Yeah, they're just removing excuses. There you go, guys. So listen, if you want to get in touch with us about a consultation on how we can help you set up a strategy to take advantage of this and begin monetizing, or at least get the railroad track down so you're eligible to monetize, email me at info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is singular. There is no S. Info at daredevilproduction.com. Put consultation in the subject line, and we'll get something on the books, and we'll look at all your assets content-wise and start to figure out what we can do to make this happen for you. Consequently, I also want you to download just to get your head right around digital marketing. It's a free download that is 21 biggest reasons you don't have more fans and how to fix it. I just think we just added number 22, Brent. What do you think? Like right here. <laughs> I think so, yeah. It's a gift. It's free. It's a free PDF informational download at giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y, giftfromjohnny.com. Just go there and tell us where to send it, and we'll give it to you, and we'll go from there. Make sure that you join the Climb community on Facebook. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast wherever you consume your podcast make sure you tell a friend about it and leave a rating and review we're trying to get to 200 guys this podcast exists because we want you to win so keep on climbing and we'll see you at the top It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. 
FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 